none of us like spam, right? And yet, so many of the sales and marketing trainings out there are, some of them are essentially asking us to make spam <laughs> and become uh, a bit of a spammer. So, and and you probably have received a lot of people reaching out to you. They seem like they um, they really want to help or, or something like. But you never heard of them, um, and maybe they're even inviting you to a free Facebook group. But if you've done that kind of thing before, you join the group and you realize, oh, okay, this person is basically using this group uh, to to sell their stuff. Sure, they're building community as well, but they're also selling their stuff. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with free Facebook groups, but I am, uh, what I'm saying is um, there's no need to do cold outreach, cold email, cold calls, um, basically come across to most of the people that are being reached as spam and annoying. But uh, the reason why it still happens is because it works a small amount of the time. And so if it works a small amount of the time, you reach out to a hundred people cold and maybe you'll hear back from, you know, five of them <laughs> or 10 of them. And out of those 10, maybe two of them will become your clients or something. Oh, let's go ahead. And how many people can we, can we cold outreach to? So, so first let me describe, explain what cold outreach is. It's when you see someone on social media or uh, you find a website and they seem like, oh, they might be interested in my services based on who they are, what they say on their social media profile or on their website, they might be interested. So then you reach out to them, you know, in, in a service-oriented mindset, you know, saying that, oh, uh, I provide the service and maybe you're interested. Um, you know, a, a, a silly example that happens to me all the time is people contacting me about cleaning my office, my business office. <laughs> They're like, we are, a you know, uh, business office cleaning company in, in, in your area. And we'd like to, and it's like, I, I work at home. <laughs> You're going to come and clean my home. I mean, thanks, but we don't have that big of a home and we can clean it ourselves and we do. Um, so, but, and another example that I recently received that um, was uh, quite shocking. Uh, the subject line was you have a problem. That was the entire subject line. You have a problem. And then I opened the email uh, you know, most email, you know, I, you kind of know, you know, they're selling, you know, Viagra or something like that. But uh, some emails, you don't know what it's about, it might be a real, you know, thing. And so you open it, oh, it's spam. So when I opened the you have a problem email, it basically said, you have a problem. I've been to your website, and I see some things that could be improved. Uh, please contact me about my copywriting services or my branding or my marketing funnel services or whatever it is. And it's, you know, it's like, I, I, okay, there's even some savvy spam where someone actually go, you know, records a screencast going to my website and, and saying, hey, uh, or, or they watch one of my videos, records a screencast, hey, you can improve in this way and that way. And maybe it's only like a three to five minute video. And that took them a lot of time to create that spam because I didn't ask them for it. Right. And, and they don't even know. Maybe I would be offended, uh, you know, because have you ever had someone give you advice without your consent? You know how that feels. You're like, I think I'm, I feel I'm doing fine in that area. Uh, but thanks for your concern, I guess. Um, and so 
this is what a lot of desperate people do and teach other people is to reach out and they again they they they, they try to dress it up as a uh, authentic uh, selling by saying this is a service oriented you're, you're providing services to others by you know for example copywriters or um, marketers going to their website recording a screencast about what can be improved and subscribing to their email newsletter and and giving them some tips uh, on what can be improved and it's like first of all the the person you know that's receiving it might not might not want feedback they might you know feel like it's an imposition on them but secondly uh, that is so much damn time that could have been gone. That could have been that could have been spent in the alternatives to cold outreach. Okay, so I'm going to talk about that next. But I I want to end this segment about cold outreach by saying this: even if someone is successful in getting clients by doing cold outreach, okay, here's the problem: the client who says yes to being spammed and saying, oh, I don't. I have no idea who the who the f this person is, and uh, they reached out to me and um, a stranger who gave me advice. And all right, I'm going to go ahead and give their services a try. Think about what just happened. Somebody is sitting around and actually says, you know, I don't know what the mindset is. Maybe maybe they're so desperate for that service that they would say yes to a stranger pitching them on it. But here's the problem: if you get a client like that. That person is also susceptible to the thousand other people that are going to cold pitch them. Do you, do you see what I mean? The kind of client you get by cold pitching is has not. It, it kind of you you start that relationship by just selling to them. They're going to be easily sold at the stage in their life by other people like you. So, so so this is probably why. I mean, I, I get. Like I said, a lot of copywriters spam me in sometimes very clever ways. Like I said, in ways that seem like they're very friendly and very service oriented. But I'm like, gosh, if if your service was that effective, and this is the other thing, if if your service was that effective, why are you still cold emailing and cold calling? If your service was that good, you'd have tons and tons of word of mouth by now, especially how much you spam people. You must spam tons of people and get enough clients. And then those people, if you're happy about your service, probably tell, tell other people about it. But again, like I said, the kinds of clients and relationships you build from cold calling, cold emailing, don't tend to be very sustainable and they don't tend to generate word of mouth. And so you have to just keep cold calling, cold emailing for the rest of your life and experience that kind of um, very unpleasant uh, marketing activities. Right. So let me let's now go into what well, what is the um, alternative to cold outreach? All right. I'll, I'll give you three alternatives. Number one, uh, you may recognize this because I, I love doing this myself, is to create and distribute good content so that people reach out to you rather than you spamming other people about who don't know you about, about your services. So create and distribute good content as widely as you can. I mean, you see how I do this. I'm recording this right now on Facebook Live, and then later I'm going to upload this to YouTube. And if this, if this does, if, you know, if this was a helpful, particularly helpful video, I might upload it to Instagram at some point. And along with this uh, video, I've written a blog post. I will go on my website. It will go on medium.com. It will go on LinkedIn. And uh, the website, the blog post will be shortened eventually into a carousel post for Instagram. 
and a text-only post for Facebook. Anyway, so it's like you create content that serves your ideal clients, your potential clients, and those who may never sign up for your services but will benefit from your from your content anyway. I I, I always talk about this marketing authentic marketing is ministry or is a cause if you don't like the word ministry say cause meaning if your marketing is to be successful you're going to be reaching and impacting way more people than who sign up to work with you right think about it if you're if you put out a video or a, an article that people really found helpful it gets shared and shared and shared and 100,000 people see it do you expect 100,000 people to work with you no you you don't, you don't even expect 10% to work with you, you know, 10,000. Maybe you expect um, 500 more leads or something like that. That's amazing. 500 more inquiries compared to an article that only reached, you know, 500 people. And, you know, you got, you know, three inquiries or something like that, or five inquiries or 10 inquiries. So when your marketing is successful, it reaches and impacts a lot more people than who eventually work with you. Just statistics. Right. So the higher the higher your marketing impact, the lower your conversion rate. It's supposed to be like that. That's actually a good sign that you're you're creating more impact. So therefore, that is why, and this is why I always am always urging you to create content in the service of your ideal audience, whether or not they ever spend a dollar with you. Knowing that if it's successful, your content, most of them won't spend ever spend a dollar with you, but there will be enough of them that you'll be plenty full with clients um, forevermore if you keep, you know, if you create and distribute good content. And of course, I also always say that uh, that's the one side of good, authentic content is it serves the world with your passion, your expertise, your presence. And on the other side of, you know, the, this Venn diagram of authentic content is it serves you by continually sharpening your creativity and deepening your understanding of your field and also expanding the power of your authentic voice you can't it's it's a it's creativity fitness it is a fitness project it is a it is a it is a ongoing muscle that you either develop or let it atrophy Right. If you if you rest on your laurels because you wrote some 10 good articles or something like that, well, your 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 writing and creative capabilities are going to atrophy, atrophy, atrophy until you again stretch and create and, and try again to, to create some additional value from the deep and broad experiences of your life and all the things that you've studied and read and watched lately, etc. So content serves, you know, deeply and and powerfully serves at least two purposes your own growth and the uh service in service to your audience's growth as well and so creating distributed content guess what that's a very good alternative to cold outreach because people it's like again you have a limited amount of time do you want to be spending it spamming people or do you want to be spending it growing yourself in service to the world and therefore people reach out to you okay so that's number one uh, alternative second alternative is net caring and you may have heard me talk about this as well net caring is the process of uh, connecting individually with others and also in groups in a way that you genuinely enjoy 
in service to your, you know, your enjoyment and in service to, 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 to their growth as well. Uh, it's different from content in that net caring, you're really responding to others. You're responding, 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 but also you're reaching out sometimes to see how people are checking in on people to see how they're doing in a way that's really genuine because you enjoy that person. You really care about that person and you're just doing it in a more um, structured way because guess what? Most heart-based solopreneurs and most intuitive and visionary people are not are not structured uh, or are not organized enough to to keep in touch with the people they care about on a regular basis. They care about these people, but they're so scattered and overwhelmed or, you know, they're, they're uh, yeah, they just aren't organized enough to keep. So you can be one of the few people who is both heart-based and visionary and intuitive and go with the flow and you're organized and structured enough to keep in touch every six months, every 12 months, whatever rhythm you want with the colleagues, the clients, the friends, the acquaintances that you care about, that you genuinely enjoy. And if you do that, guess what's going to happen? You you keep in touch with them genuinely because you, you're curious what they're up to and what they're working on and how, um, if there's something that they need and want right now in their professional life or personal life that you might be able to support and be a connecting point to, right? You're doing that out of genuine care and enjoyment. Not surprisingly, some of them are going to ask, well, what are you up to? What's going on? And not surprisingly, some of them will uh, you know, c- connect again with you on social media. They'll come back to your social media profile or whatever it is, and they'll see what you're up to, even if they don't ask. So net caring, if you, whether you do it individually or you do it in groups, right? In, in, in Facebook groups or any other online community you're part of, you go there and you uh, comment on people's posts in a very caring and genuine way you know, in service to them, you're not creating, well, essentially you're creating content as well. I mean, you could take some of those comments and turn them into content, but you're doing it in, in response in service to these people and these groups that you, that you enjoy, that you care about by doing so people naturally look at your profile. And, and if, if you've been posting occasionally on your profile, the things that you offer, uh, you know, and your own content, they're, they're going to start following that and they're going to reach out to you. Some people, some of them will refer people to you. So that's the second alternative to warm, uh, to, to cold outreach is uh, this kind of warm outreach of net caring. And then the third alternative, okay, is let's say you do find somebody on, you know, on their website, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or wherever that you're like, ooh, this person could be a client or this person could be a referral source. Like you, you do want to connect with this person. Well, instead of spamming them in cold outreach, a much better way of doing it is see if there is a mutual contact. See if there's a mutual friend, mutual connection. And how do you do that? Well, if you go on Instagram, you go to their profile, and if you're able to see who they're following, you could see who you both follow. And maybe contact, if you if you actually are friends with the person they're following, then you could uh, you could do it that way. On LinkedIn, or you look them up, look them up on LinkedIn, look them up on Facebook. Both of these places have mutual connections that you could see, oh, I can get to this person through that other person. And if that's and that if that middle person, um, you know, you're able to get their attention and 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 support and introducing you, then that's a much better way to get to that end party instead of you randomly reaching out cold. Now, there are a few uh, exceptions uh, where cold outreach, I think, is okay. And this is where, and by the way, I do this sometimes. This is the exception. You want to interview someone, somebody. 
you know, for your podcast or for your uh, newsletter or for your blog or, or you want to introduce them to your clients or to your customers or students. That is a welcome uh, hold outreach when someone says, hey, George, I'd like to do an interview for my podcast. Now, I don't want to say yes. It depends on how large the podcast is and how relevant it is for um, how relevant the audience is. I don't always say yes, but I certainly appreciate it when people invite me. You know, if I can at least decline politely, if if that if it wasn't the right fit, and you know, now I kind of know that person a little bit, right? So that's the that's the one exception to cold outreach is when you are clearly uh, giving them a benefit and not trying to sell them something. You're just you're you're trying to, you know, for free for free. You are bringing them to a larger uh, to to people that they wouldn't have otherwise reached. Meaning your your network, your friends, colleagues, students, customers, clients, etc. So I think that's where the cold outreach uh, could work. Um, another exception maybe is, you know, if you and that person have a similar sized audience, you know, you both have several hundred, you know. Uh, Instagram followers or several thousand you know, YouTube subscribers or something. And you could clearly see how you can collab, how you could either interview each other or find some other way to collaborate. Then you could gently reach out and, and, and test that idea. Say, hey, I, and, and be, what, because you're genuine about it, you actually say, hey, I, I like your content because you talk about this to these types of people. Guess what? I do the same kind of thing. I wonder if there's a way for us to collaborate. Um, if you're open to that, you know, let's let me know and, and we can brainstorm. I, otherwise, I just want to tell you I support your stuff and I really like it. Keep going with this and that type of content. I, I've so rarely received, like I said, spam is usually quite generic, right? You like, you don't, you, that the person that emails you, like that message could have been sent to 500 other people and probably was, right? And maybe they'll customize the first line, which is done by mail merge to say, I liked your art, your recent article about blah blah blah, and like the title of the article. And also, but but yet my favorite article of yours is blah blah blah. And I've I received those too. And I think that's a very clever, you know, mail merge because they basically they have some bot, you know, taking the titles from my blog or titles from my videos and basically mail merging them and sending that out to ten thousand people. And some people go, whoa, this person watched my videos or read my blog post, and I should respond. No, it's a mail merge. No, it's not real. But when you send someone a message, you know, with longer than that, like genuine praise for their content and for something they said recently and what you thought about it and have more of a connection there, then, then that might work. But I hope uh, overall that uh, you will use the, these alternatives to, to cold outreach. Um, and there's my cat doing some warm outreach to say, open this door, please. <laughs> anyway, I hope this is helpful. And I look forward to, as always, your comments and your questions below. Thanks so much for watching.